Hello, Catherine. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you doing this morning? Ooh, it is a good day to have you as my best friend so that anything I throw at you is received without judgment. <laughs> and you just continue to love me through the fact that I went out for pride last night and now ooh, it is ooh, the ooh. morning time after. <laughs> I did not go to school to be in the law field, so I don't think I can be a judge ever. <laughs> so I'm going to leave that to the professionals. Wow. Wow. When you look at it that way, I have nothing to worry about. <laughs> nothing. Any See? Anytime you make a, a, f a future judgment in life, I'll be like, um, excuse me, you didn't go to law school, so who are you to judge? <laughs> you are unqualified for that statement. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you imagine going around just telling people that when they're trying to form a strong opinion and just being so aggressive? <laughs> like, um, excuse me, did you pass the bar? <laughs> you are unqualified to make that comment. <laughs> Are we not supposed to do that in public? Oh, is this something we're reevaluating? <laughs> Hold on. Oh, we'll unpack. I guess we'll unpack that in a future episode. <laughs> Speaking of uh, useless arguments, I suppose, what a great oh. transition to today's episode, which is a talkback and a further investigation about my sister yeah okay we're, we're writing a true crime <laughs> we're exploring everything she said yeah we did an extensive background check and yeah. now we're just making sure that she's not a liar always a good place to start with our guests really <laughs> putting him putting him to the test <laughs> absolutely are they worthy of being on here <laughs> worthy more like worthers no I, I don't know what that was Anyway, yes. So just to recap about mm -hmm. what happened uh, last episode, right? We had your sister on. We had a party. And we're glad that everyone who listened got to join in. And she talked about like five things that she was really passionate about. Yes. And they were so true to her. I think I made the comment. I can't remember if it was like on microphone or off where I was like, this list is a bit random we kind of run the gamut of like here's something really silly here's something that's just like about my cat and then also here are a couple really genuinely like not necessarily generous but it was just like heartfelt there we go that's the word i'm looking for and so it was like super fun to just see her talk about these things because it's like that is my sister like we as individuals um have really sort of figured out about one another that like we're there at sort of any moment like we're ready for the silly moment we're ready for a really serious moment we're ready to unpack it and and like take care of our people and it all just kind of happens intermittently there isn't like an on off switch which i think is it's just really cool it's cool to sort of hear that about her because in some ways it was like similar similar to how i would maybe describe myself not mm -hmm. necessarily to the same sort of top five things that I care about or love the most, but just like, oh yeah, <laughs> that really, that really describes her. Are there uh, things in particular that you think you're similar in that she talked about? People watching is a big one. And I love that she brought this up because it's something our dad did. And it was something that I really remember about our dad was like in any situation, like 
I mean, public facing, right, where you're like watching people, especially in crowds, like at airport, big sporting events. And, and, and like the, those are two places where I remember being with him. And Nicole went on a trip when she was little. I think we were in middle school or elementary school. And we went to the airport to pick her up. And dad and I just sat there and we started making up stories about the people who were walking past mm. us. And he like sort of taught me about about people watching. And I think in a way it was like we would just sit there and pass the time. But for him, it was also a way like he was someone who could make friends with anyone. Like he could really just like strike up a conversation with people. And I don't know if that was in combination with people watching. But for my sister, like like she said, you know, she suffers from secondhand cringe. <laughs> It's not like it's a condition, but when she watches a show and there's an awkward moment that's like scripted, it's hard for her to watch. So then when she's watching it in real life, she's almost like doubling down on the people watching like, ah, oh, <laughs> don't do it. Like, just it's not your moment. Walk away. Or if it's like, you know, you're witnessing a really cool moment between two people and you get to like be a part of that little blip on the radar where like they're waiting for their coffees at the same time and then they like end up chatting about something and it leads to just like a really lovely interaction so i definitely feel that that's something i also enjoy to me that was the one thing i really resonated with um with her i also love her cat so that's equally (laughs) it's right up there with something that i agree upon (laughs) her cat rigel has the tiniest meow like this this is this is a chonky fluffy loaf of bread with four like literally a loaf of bread with four paws and so when i ended up staying at her place last fall and she wasn't there i mean you just learn the ins and outs of this thing and his whole life revolves around his eating schedule and even if you so much as like look at the kitchen in a certain way he's like are you feeding me is it is it time so he's just silly and he also knows his angles for a good photo he, my, I have a good friend of mine that my sister will text me pictures of her cat just because she knows I immediately send them on to my friend and he'll be like, excuse me, I'm going to have your cat's paws for lunch. <laughs> like he'll just say really random, ridiculous things about being like, oh my God, he's so cute. I'm going to die. Yeah. So the Rigel love is far. It spreads far and wide. That's lovely. Does Rigel have social media? <laughs> no. <laughs> Full stop. Will not comment further. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I, it's so strange when people do that. I I mean, but I enjoy a good pet photo every now and then to nom on. <laughs> to eat some paws. I think the social media page for me would just be a lot of upkeep. Yes. No. Absolutely. I. Yeah. Hundred percent agree. Maybe that's what the turnoff is. It's not the content. It's the like the business side. <laughs> Because you got to get your hashtags, marketing, <laughs> SEO, <laughs> other buzzwords. <laughs> I mean, I know, I think Caspian had an Instagram account, didn't he? Yeah, I think he still does. It's just like not active because of the upkeep. Right. The upkeep and like, oof, with that level of cuteness, like the contracts for that, for that little oh. man, that old man, that had to be harrowing. 
You should have saw all the dogs trying to slide into his DMs. It was just outrageous. I believe it. Listen, he's a ghoul, but like he knows how to turn on that charm. He does. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like all ghouls. Yeah, and I fought like all ghouls. They all have their, they all roll like nat 20 charisma checks, but they're an absolute ghoul. Hashtag Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> It's such an accurate way to describe that scenario, though. They are the best at the thing. Let me tell you with the dice story. <laughs> at any rate, Rigel's great. My sister's great. People watching is great. Was there anything that stood out to you specifically that maybe you chewed on for a minute or didn't know about her? Well, definitely the topic we dove into regarding love languages, I didn't know about her. And I didn't realize that she really enjoyed acts of service and doing those things of service to other people. What else was interesting was when she talked about her community. I think I said in the uh, podcast as well, it's unique from my perspective just to have, she said something like she could lock her apartment door when she needed alone time, but like when she unlocks it, everyone can just like come in and eat and you know, have that community, which is really cool, mm -hmm. you know? And it's something I don't think I've really heard of before in my small circle. So it's it was really interesting and cool to hear how she enjoyed that community that seems very recently built. Yeah, yeah, the polypod for her like involvement, I want to say it started I want to say it started in 2020. I think she was talking about yeah. that how they kind of just like all found their pod, right? When people just decided to have a small group of people that they chose to spend time with. It was like just them so that they were limiting exposure to other people. And I yeah, so it was this group of people that she chose and there's so many things about this family that I've talked about that I feel the exact same way. It's just like so interesting and unique to them, but it just works. And I love that that's something that they curated for themselves. Like society didn't make this for them. They're not they're not making decisions because they should or because they like feel this obligation. It's like it is built on a foundation of trust and love and openness and just support for each other. Like it's so genuine in that regard that it's very fun yeah. to witness and it's so cool to see my sister build that sort of a community for herself or, or sort of become a part of it as an introvert i mean she's so deeply introverted that for her to be in a social situation can sometimes just like be a whole day you know just like go and mm -hmm. be a part of something or go and like have a family dinner with a lot of people that's like a lot of social stimulation and so for her to talk about that from the sense of everyone being sick and she was sort of the last member standing <laughs> Yeah. Like, I remember that week, I was like, I video called her in her kitchen and she was like, okay, tonight is pasta night. And she had like three boxes of pasta on her counter and just jars of sauce. And she was like cooking up vegetables. And she was like, this wow. is what I can do in this moment. And it's come up in other moments, like in our family as well, where something will happen, like a big events happen and sometimes good, sometimes bad. Sometimes it's just like a family gathering. And immediately she's like, all right, where's my lane, right? Like, what's my role in this? How can I be helpful in a way that works for me? And I think that yeah. that's the best thing about the polypod is no one's asking you to do something you don't want to do either. Yeah. And yeah. 
what's so interesting about like the specific scenario she was talking about about like cooking for so many people is that takes an incredible amount of energy at least from my perspective and maybe it's generally accepted but cooking for that many people cannot be easy Mm-mm. so it's really unique to see how passionate you know how excited that she was to be able to help i mean she said like for three weeks after she didn't want to like cook <laughs> for herself but also it's I think it really says something when you're like, okay, this is what I can do, and this is what I'm doing, and I'm going all in. And it's beautiful to see, because then you're like, that was a crazy week. But it's also like, that is a memory, that is a moment, that is something that has happened that I think makes life meaningful. Yeah, what a great way of putting it. The, I love the word meaningful in that situation of this was so hard, but I know it meant so much to my family or this was so hard, but it means so much to me or to her as an individual to know that that's what she could do. Because, yeah, it is no small feat to cook for nine people. Yeah. Granted, they all made it a little bit easier on themselves that eight of the nine or seven of the eight, they all live on the same street in Milwaukee, like six houses away from each other. That's awesome. Which is amazing. It's two duplexes and like they filled both of them. Um, The dad of one of the members of the Polypod owns both houses. So it's like they don't have to deal with like weird sticky landlord stuff. Like it's all it literally is all in the family. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And she has a beautiful. I mean, her place is so beautiful because she has a formal dining room that can seat all of them at once. Oh, uh, that it's yeah. It's just mind blowing. Right. Because. A question for you is, do you have someone besides Nicole that's kind of in like a similar situation or like tangentially like have this community? It's just mind blowing to me. Like, like you said that uh, one of the people owns the houses and like she has a dining table to fit everyone. And if I'm looking at the people in my life in the city I'm in, there's barely enough room for people to host anyone. So it's. Like, just that one situation alone is really inhibiting. Yeah, space out here in Southern California is a luxury. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so, so to answer your question, I really don't have anyone that I know of who is in a, a similar situation. Um, I think I think the, the, the most interesting part about the polypod is how hands-on that community is. Like, how continuously involved in each other's lives they are versus what I would say I experience more of and what more of my friends have is like we have our people we we have amazing friendships we have connections but it's like oh I'll get I'll see you for dinner maybe once a month Mm -hmm. or I'll like chat with you virtually um just to catch up uh like like we you know your sister-in-law right I just spoke with her today and she's definitely part of like my tight circle of friends Mm -hmm. but she's in Texas and so it's like a lot of what I've experienced is is long distance versus what my sister experiences on a day-to-day basis of like I can literally leave my door unlocked and like people will just show up when they need me yeah (laughs) yeah so in that regard that's very unique to them from my perspective and to circle back to a statement you said previously something about like society isn't like telling them what to do any of these options are options right that's how life works so it's it's great to hear about this and it's like well i can try to build that if i want or like there's nothing wrong with the way i'm living right now yeah i love that idea that they are reinventing what it means to be in connection with each other 
they're not reinventing the wheel. Like polyamory has probably existed longer than 2020. <laughs> I don't think that this has existed for just the past two years, but I'm learning so much about it from them and from other people who are opening up about being in connection with each other and, and what that looks like for the polypod is it's, it's different, but it's theirs. Yeah. And I love that about their group of people that they are all so, again, they are all so in tune with it. They are all respectful of the time and the space and the energy it takes to just be a human that they're choosing to do it together. And it's super cool. Yeah. And super, yeah, super unique. And I, I'm really glad that we did dive into this in the last podcast because there's so much juice, so much uh, yes. to swim around in. Yeah. And I think so much, too, for my own reevaluation. And like, I think you and I have had this conversation before of we really love to swim around in this and kind of digest and, and think about it because it's like, well, how can I build this for myself? Like something like, yeah. yeah, something like this would be amazing to have for myself. I was really privileged to be in Milwaukee for a short amount of time and sort of like got the benefits of that. And then even now <laughs> I'm attending a wedding in in um in a few weeks and like some of the people who are attending the wedding are coming from wisconsin where i left some of my stuff and so my sister was like hey like reach out to the pod someone's probably like i don't know who has your stuff in storage like we we just like we put it in the storage if you need more camping equipment just reach out to them <laughs> so i texted mm -hmm. i texted the pod and within seconds someone was like i have sleeping bags i have this oh your tent is in so-and-so's living room and they're like, we'll make sure it gets to the right people. Yeah. So it's like I'm not even physically oh. there. But that that to me is like the biggest indicator that, you know, I'm Nicole's sister. So I quasi like they also have my back, too, which is really it's really nice. <laughs> it's just such a great feeling. Yeah. So so being uh, a part of this pod in a way, obviously not like a direct member. Mm -hmm. Is this something that you would want to build? In the future, is this kind of a goal like you would want to set? Is like the form this pod to be living close to be able to have someone or you host dinners? Absolutely, yeah. My that's my dream life is to have the space to host people. Because I used to be an event planner, and I realized I'm very good at it, but it wasn't something that like brought me joy to do it on someone else's terms. But when it came mm -hmm. to me and like gathering my friends and my people together for communi for like for communion. <laughs> in a way, I guess that's the right word. In communion. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. To be that's in communion with each other. I guess it doesn't always have to be churchy, but I would <laughs> love that. And like I would love to be in a space where um maybe we were geographically closer to one another. You know, I think over time where our, our lives have been in such flux that even if it's just around like major holidays, like to me, that time is always so special, and it's something that I love about about human connection is just, like, when you can get together and really spend that quality time with with each other. Um, yeah, that's one of my big love languages. You had brought that up, like, very early on about Nicole, um, but quality time and is one of my big ones. So I would love that. What about you? Yeah. I, I'm not sure uh, right now. I... I enjoy coding, um, so programming. I enjoy that as an activity. And it requires me to be alone, <laughs> you know? So it's, how do I balance all that? And that's a question I asked myself out loud with my husband around this morning. <laughs> so, yeah, actively thinking and engaging and 
So I guess the answer today is, I don't know. I think it's so awesome that this conversation could potentially get other people to ask themselves that question. And yeah. I and I love that it it should be the answer to that question shouldn't necessarily be what people expect of you. So it's like, oh, yeah. this polypod sounds amazing and we we like light up and we talk about it and everything seems really positive, but it not, it might not necessarily be what works for you and it might not be what works for other people. And I think that that's equally if not more important to recognize is setting those yeah. boundaries of like, okay, I am like, maybe you're an 80-20 split of like 80% of the time, I love coding. I love being at home with my husband. I love our dog. And just having those like those moments of deep respite. And then 20% mm -hmm. of the time, like I will peek out and I will get a breakfast with you. And then mm -hmm. we, I, that's like, that's all I need to fill my cup. Yeah. Right. And I love, I love mm -hmm. that that's something to dive into as well. Cause maybe that's what works for you. Yeah, and I, uh, to pull us on a quick little tangent, I'm still exploring. Like I said, yeah, I brought that up this morning, and I'm like, I, I don't know, I don't know. So mm -hmm. it's always great to think about, pivot, stay on course, pivot. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's life in my right. perspective. Yeah, right, and like that continuous exploration of yourself, um, exploring your own sexuality is also a really important part of the journey. Like, how do you connect with people? What feels good? Like, mm -hmm. when you are in relationships or when you're thinking about being in relationships, like, what is something that, like, f makes you feel warm or would bring you joy? And it's letting go of the preconceived notion of what that is supposed to look like. Huh. So there's all sorts yeah. of yummy stuff about this polypod. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I love, I mean, it's so exciting to have people on the podcast. It's so exciting to have a season like this where... My sister was the first of so many people that we are in connection with ourselves. And I think that it's going to be so fun to hear their perspectives and their stories in this form. Um, and like, I think my sister had brought this up where like, these are questions we wouldn't necessarily ask each other outside of this setting. Yeah. So that's really fun for me too, is to like see what it leads to this kind of a conversation between you and me. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, like, I'm just really looking forward to um, to having more people and to continuing to continuing this these types of conversations. It's just really Absolutely. exciting. Absolutely, same here. Yeah. It's so exciting. So many more. So stay tuned. Stay Don't change tuned. that channel. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And thank you. I mean, sincerely, thank you to our listeners uh, for sticking with us and for being on this journey. You know, it's just very fun to uh, to hear your feedback as well. Um, so we appreciate you, and we're excited to be be in oh my God. be in communion with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Love that journey for us. Have a beautiful day. You Bye. too. Bye.